the power of those vacuum tubes of the interwebs, we are back. The humble hosers coming at you, not so very live. One more time, digitally recorded. Ooh, Ooh yeah, sucker! And we got a little bit of news for y'all. Y'all. Yeah. Some ch- all, well, y'all is just you right sitting right there. <laughs> all y'all is all y'all. So, yeah. So, our news is <clears throat> we've been doing a little bit of behind-the-scenes work, and we got some accounts set up. And as many of you may know, YouTube is sticking the bone to many content creators, especially the little guy. And it's getting almost impossible to make any money on YouTube. So, we are going the route that many other somewhat smaller, nowhere near as small as us YouTubers have gone. And that is, YouTube is basically going to be, yeah, (laughs) YouTube is basically going to be our promotional platform. What we want you to do is follow us over to our other channels. Now, the actual links will be listed down below in in the description, but we have... A Patreon account now and or Patreon channel whatever you want to call it we have a vidme channel and we also have an audio podcast through blog the uh, blogtalkradio.com that's the one and uh, that will be available through iTunes Spotify many other uh, audio podcast streaming hosts I guess you could say channels, routes, whatever. And uh, we will also be working on setting up a Twitch account as well as a Streamlabs account. But for now, we've got the Patreon, we've got the Vidme, and we've got the Blogspot Radio. All those links will, once again, be in the description down below. And uh, we hope to get you over there and see you soon and help us, help support us. You know, I mean, we don't want to beg for money, but let's face it, we're not asking you for a lot. If you go over to the Patreon page, you're going to see that a basic subscription is $1 a month. $1. You can't even buy a cup of coffee for a dollar now. You can barely even pay a parking meter for a dollar. That's all we're asking from you, $1 a month. If you choose to go with a $2 a month tier, then you'll get access to a little more. For $1 a month, you're going to get basic access to all of these 10-minute segments that you love every week. However many of them we do in a week, but whatever's up there, you've got access to them. For $2 a month, you'll also get access to the full hour and a half show, whatever it it usually works out to be. And uh, we're working working on something for higher tiers than that. Maybe a $5 a month will get you some special content. Um, We're hoping that Pretty soon we're going to be able to have things like Humble Hosers uh, stickers, maybe pens, shit like that. And what we'll probably do is if you're supporting us with $5 a month, we'll send you a sticker and a pen and maybe a keychain or who knows, some little doodads like that. If you support us with, say, $10 or $20 a month, whatever we figure out, maybe we'll be looking into hats, t-shirts, that sort of thing. We need to uh, do some research on uh, the various partner programs that there are for doing t-shirts and and various other promotional items 
And uh, that will be posted on our Patreon as we learn more about it. And, of course, links to everything will be on everything. Every channel we have will have links to all the other channels. So we've, It's always been our goal to work towards having uh, the ability to produce and sell merch and swag for you guys. Just, uh, unfortunately, YouTube in their... Uh, their, infinite wisdom. And their infinite wisdom and treatment of uh, content providers uh, with this whole ad controversy and demonetization and what have you. Uh, we've just decided now that, uh, like many of the YouTubers before us that are doing it, we're going to use these alternative streams and sites to uh, give you folks at home the more exclusive content and in return we could actually make a few nickels here and there. And uh, so YouTube, you fucked yourself because now, like many other YouTubers, we're just going to use you guys to advertise for our alternative uh, sites. And, yeah. and, and part of what Sterling was kind of getting to as well is we kind of want to be able to make a living off of this. And it's not because we're lazy and greedy, even though we are lazy. <laughs> it's also because we enjoy doing this. We enjoy putting this content out. But right now, we're both slaving away at five-day-a-week jobs, and we can only do this one day a week. And then I have to edit and get them uploaded, and I'm usually spending a couple hours for a few nights a week after work hours doing that as well. If we can get to the point where we're able to support ourselves just doing this then we can bring you a lot more content because we're not going to be sitting on our asses for six days of the week. Yeah, well, we're not we're not Joe Rogan or Joey Coco Diaz. This isn't our one and only gig, and we're not millionaires, so... Yeah. So, but, well, guys like that made their money before they got into doing things like this. I mean, even, even people like the Young Turks. Jenk was a successful lawyer and had money put away, and same with Steve O was a successful lawyer as well, and even uh, J.R. Jackson. You know, they were all lawyers. They had money put away. They were able to fund a, at least a startup company buying enough equipment to get things going. We're working out of uh, an almost minimum wage income here. You know, I make a little bit more than minimum wage, but not by a lot. And what little we have is going towards, you know, trying to go towards production value. You know, I had one camera already. I bought a new one. They're not great cameras, but they actually give really good pictures. So can't complain about that. But, you know, I mean, I don't have $600 to throw away on another one right now. I don't have $3,000 to put on a good one. So, you know, th this is the kind of thing that we need. This is why we need to get the funding through the other means because YouTube just isn't providing it. They're just a bunch of cunts. Yeah. <laughs> and, so. and, and, I mean, you know, I, I love viewing content on YouTube like most other people, but the company itself and their policies and how they go about their everyday business just not copacetic and uh, it's not just us saying that when you got guys like Phil DeFranco, yeah. TJ Kirk and the Drunken Peasants. Well, and even recently, you know, YouTube changed their monetization structure. Now you've got to have more than two thousand or 10,000 views total on your channel just to get monetized. Well, 
we've been doing this for like six months, but we don't have 10,000 views yet. So now I can't even make a penny off of a video because I can't monetize it. So uh, that's our big news for the week. And uh, we're going to get into the regular stuff that we cover every week after this. Okay. So are you watching us on Patreon? Well, I don't know. I haven't decided where I'm uploading this one to yet. Oh, see? That's what's going to happen. You're only going to see a couple videos on YouTube and everything else on Patreon. <laughs> maybe there'll be That's a video. In, you know? Maybe there'll be a video where we pull out our tally whackers and you won't see that on YouTube. Maybe there'll be a video where we get some stripper on here and you know she uh, performs some fellatio or deviant act and you won't see that. Or maybe you'll see this cool guy over here, the Canadian Info Warrior, play some freaking cool video games and watch me talk shit to people while he does it. You won't see that on YouTube, but I digress. <laughs> he doesn't even know what digress means, but he's going to do it. Yeah. I don't know the meaning to a lot of words. Let me tell you. Let me tell you this about that. All right. <laughs> well, tell us this about well, that. I'll tell you this about that. So, first topic of the day. Girls being allowed in the Boy Scouts. Uh, apparently, the Boy Scouts are all for it and they're happy, but guess what? In this day of feminazis, these friggin' feminist cunts, would you believe the Girl Scouts organization is jealous and upset that the Boy Scout organization has one-upped them by allowing girls to partake in their program. Mm -hmm. Because they were most likely expecting the Boy Scouts to go, it's Boy Scouts! Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, I've always thought to myself, well, why don't they just fucking merge the two organizations? Shows they should, anyway. It should just be Scouts. It shows politics even in this crap, like fucking... Yeah. And, yeah, sure, there might be some activities, I don't know if it's, you know, like certain activities that maybe the girls would prefer versus the boys and vice versa. But generally, in these young age groups, any of that survival stuff and yeah. camping stuff is fine for both sexes. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, the whole difference of the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. Boy Scouts was uh, first and then Girl Scouts came later. But the whole reason for it was that that antiquated thinking that boys go and do these sorts of things, girls grow up to go and do these sorts of things. You know, boys become your lawyers and your hunters and your fishers and your trappers and your doctors. And girls go on to be secretaries and nurses and seamstresses and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you know, we, we've known for decades now that that's not necessarily true anymore. That, Plus, that's good. Been, you know. Yeah, well, the good so, thing about these scouting organizations is the fact that they teach you a wide variety of life skills, survival yeah. skills. And but, I mean, you know, in the old days, it would have been Boy Scouts learning how to build the fire, pitch the tent, kill the supper. Mm -hmm. The Girl Scouts learning how to sew and, and yeah. iron and, and do laundry and, you know, <laughs> and cook and shit like that. And Give blowjobs. Yeah. No, 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 sorry, I went off. No, no, that's the Boy Scouts that learn yeah, that's that. That's the Boy Scouts. <laughs> Especially the ones that are altar boys, too. But speaking as a parent, I think the other reason, too, that it would be a good idea to merge the two and why now the Boy Scouts have a jump on the Girl Scouts by doing this 
is that there's a lot of families out there that have more than one child and maybe they've got a son and a daughter and they're busy people now instead of having to go to separate organizations to drop off the kids yeah you take them to one spot away you go do your activity and and you just made me think of another thing too uh, as you are a parent the cost yeah you know, you don't have to buy two different uniforms if you've got Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. You know, you go to the same Scout store and you buy the girl's version of the shirt or you buy the boy's version of the shirt and that's it. Yeah, but just the fact you could drop both kids off at the same place, same time basically and just, yeah. you know, because parents as it is, you know. Oh, I've got to take little Jimmy to soccer, and little Jamie's got figure skating, and this and that. Yeah, and this one's going to hockey, yeah. and that one's going so <laughs> ballet. Now, so now this is like a convenience. One-stop shop. <laughs> yeah. I, I find it so funny, the girls' organization, the, 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 like the Girl Scouts, there was actually some tweets uh, sent out by their... Uh, president and it was almost like petty and uh, hmm. you know almost like taking a little uh, slap at the the boy scouts and that and I, I thought how fucking immature yeah like, <laughs> uh, maybe you should have jumped on the ball and said hey boys join the girl scouts or just get rid of that whole thing like we talked about and just call it scouts america or yeah. scouts whatever yeah yeah scouts of america scouts canada Scouts UK, whatever. Just Scouts. So I, I, I went through scouting when I was a kid. And looking back on it, I don't see why there shouldn't be a reason to have included girls in it. Yeah. I mean, uh, when they do their campouts and that, it's, you know, it's simple enough. If you want to have, the, have them segregated for whatever reasons during the camp. Oh, you have like a girl's tent, boy's tent, or a cabin, or whatever. But mm-hmm. otherwise, they're doing the same activities and... Yeah, the only difficulty, and and it wouldn't really be a difficulty anyway if they just merged the two organizations, would be that you're gonna you're gonna have to have a male leader for a certain number of boys and a female leader for a certain number of girls. Whereas right now they can get away with just male leaders for all the boys, girl leaders for all the girls, and you go to a scout meeting tonight and one of your leaders doesn't show up. It's not a big deal. You by yourself or you with one other can pick up the slack. It's not that hard to do. But if you have a mixed group like that and, you know, the male leader shows up for it and the female leader calls in sick, then you might have a bit of a problem, you know, especially if you've got overprotective parents that are concerned about the male leader being a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) However... On that note, Scouts, I'm not sure about U.S., I would imagine, but I know for sure Scouts Canada, anyway, does very extensive background checks on leaders nowadays. Yeah. They have to do the whole RCMP background check and everything, so. Well, folks, what do you think? Uh, Do you you think uh, the Girl Scouts are being petty in their criticism of uh, the Boy Scouts' inclusion of... uh, of girls into their organization, or... Uh, or do you think it should still be segregated? Let us know what you think, and uh, yeah, we'll be uh, right back with uh, some more... Uh, right back after these messages. Still waiting, Starbucks. <laughs> I've been drinking this shit on air how many episodes? Yeah. 
Still haven't gotten that fucking residual from it. That's right. But damn, it's good. <laughs> All right. See you soon. Stay tuned. There he is. Look at him. Makes he's so tough over there. Woo! <laughs> he's got something else for us. Yeah, how about something uh, perverse? Yeah. Something perverse. How about Harvey Weinstein? Sexual, no, that's perverse. Sexual <laughs> harassment. At oh, its finest. Who would have thunk it? Hollywood that, style. Hey, who would have thunk it that there's a casting couch in Hollywood? Hey, yeah. That that these rich fat cat producers would want to entice young starlets into performing sex yeah. acts for them in and, return for movie roles. Who would have thunk it? I, I don't and know. And thanks to this, even Corey Feldman is back in the news. Yeah, Corey Feldman now. Hey, all these all these dregs from a decade or so ago are now coming out of the woodwork. Where you know, they're like, "Told you so." Yeah. You know, see Courtney. And, and a lot of people are uh, are kind of getting down on Corey for not naming names because he's he's recently said, "I would love to name names." But what people don't realize is the statute of limitations on Corey's assault claims has expired. And if Corey were to name names, he would have to have proof. Otherwise, he's going to be sued for libel into absolute bankruptcy yeah. for libel or slander. So he can't name names. Even if the statute of limitations hadn't expired, it has been so long that he would still be facing libel or slander charges unless he had some damn good proof. Crack me up is since this broke out, there's been little tidbits from... Uh, you see these clips from years gone by of uh, various award shows and, and stuff yeah. where, like, Seth MacFarlane was a presenter at some award show a year or two ago, and he made a joke. Speaking he, of which, watch the Orville. Good series. So Seth MacFarlane made a comment that was a joke about the, as he's reading the list of female nominees, and he says... I wish I was getting paid for that, but we're not. So Seth <laughs> says... Uh, well, one thing these ladies can all be uh, grateful for, they won't have to pretend to uh, think Harvey Weinstein's attractive or whatever. And he said something to that, <laughs> that effect, they won't have to sleep with him anymore. And, you know, like, <laughs> and then Courtney Love, of all people, that cracked out fucking groupie. Uh, she, uh, she made a comment at one of the award shows a couple of years back, one well, more than I think it was 2005, and and she said that uh, if Harvey Weinstein uh, invites you to the Four Seasons for a business meeting, don't do it. <laughs> and then and then she joked after she said it that uh, you watch my career is going to take a nosedive for saying this. And you know it's kind of ironic because yeah, in the last decade, what has she really done? Yeah. Other than you know being the headlines for being you know cracked out. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not shocking to us uh, anyway that this. No. And there'll be more. I heard uh, some big executive at Amazon now is uh, is being up put up. Uh, yeah, I heard about that one too. You know, all these big wigs now are. It's being brought out into the light. They're being exposed. Uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, Ashley Judd. She she said that Weinstein. Uh, was perving on her and <laughs> fucking uh, Ben. Uh, did you hear Ben Affleck? 
uh, apparently there's a video going around of him groping some gal. Oh, yeah? And uh, it was on MTV, of all things. She was an MTV uh, interviewer or whatever, and he was all drunk and he was pawing on her, and it was right, <laughs> right on the... So, so all these people are getting, like, now you're hearing names oh, like... Man. You're hearing names like Back from the Dead... The, the same old names popping up: Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, yeah. all the you know the, the, the people that were thought to be lecherous, uh, yeah. perverted creeps are all are all being put on the cross along with Weinstein. And yeah, I just find it funny. Like, uh, do you hear some some of the kinks this Weinstein has? No, apparently he likes to jerk off in plants. Yeah. Okay. Well, like you know, like you have some. Uh, you'll have some. I used to have a joke about that. Actually, I know what your problem is. Your your father jerked off in a flower pot and raised a blooming idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the other thing? They had that audio tape of that Italian actress. Uh, you know, she nailed him because she recorded him uh, hitting on her, and it was just the creepiest fucking thing. He's like, "Just come in my room. Just come in my room." And then, <laughs> And then she's she's in his room. She's like, I'm not comfortable with this. And he's, you know, the last time I met you, it was kind of creepy or whatever. And he's, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to take a shower. I want you to come watch me, kind of thing. And he's like, <laughs> like, no, I want to sit here by the bar. And he's like, don't embarrass me. Don't embarrass me. You kind of, I'm an important person in this town. I'm like, Who the fuck talks like this? Yeah. Like, like he lives in a whole other realm of reality. Like, yeah. And you look at him, he's a goddamn troll. Oh, yeah. But he's multi-multi-millionaire. Yeah. He, he, he has the power to, just with one phone call, don't hire this chick. She's yep. trouble. She's a problem. <laughs> so, yeah, Harvey Weinstein, he's just one of many of these vultures, but he's the, the one they're going to make an example of for now. And you yep. watch how many come crawling out of the woodwork. And, oh, yeah. There's going to be more. But it shows how despicable Hollywood is. When, oh, God, yes. Because imagine, these, you see these, <clears throat> see these ones that are coming out of the woodwork saying they were hit on by him. But how many got roles because they did what, oh, yeah. what he asked? Imagine, there's a, there's a picture going around of him in a nightclub. He's talking with a couple actors. And sitting with him is Renee Zellweger. And she's got her hand got him booth in like a VIP booth in a nightclub. Yeah. And he's got his arm around her. Looks like he's trying to cop a feel. And <laughs> and she's all hammered. He probably slipped her a roofie or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, so that's how she got the... Uh, what, what was that fucking movie she was in? The, the, oh, Miss, uh, Miss Jones or whatever. The, mm, I don't know. Do you know? Because uh, I don't know what he's talking about. Anyway, <laughs> my point being, these fucking uh, these fucking Hollywood scumbags. Uh, to me, it's it's almost laughable to, to pity them as victims when you know they're only coming out now and saying, "Yeah, yeah, he sexually harassed me." Yeah. Where were you when he was fucking doing it to you ten years ago? Like, <laughs> you know, you're just coming out now. Oh, you're so brave now, or is it because yeah. you, you need a new script? Eh, you need you haven't worked in a while. Oh, it's a. You know, I, I wouldn't lose any. Well, mind you, at the same time, though, I mean, I can't. I can't really blame them for not coming out sooner, because especially in that industry, but. 
even in other industries, jobs, there's going to be the fear that if I come out, is anybody else going to back me on this? Because if not, I'm losing my job. I'm losing my career. And in the case of Hollywood, I'm losing millions. And how bad is it that these people know and they're still fucking schmoozing and when they're getting their award at some award event, they're thanking Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. And the Weinstein group. Yeah. What? Because they got to play the charade. Yeah. And that's the thing. The fear is that if I come out, nobody else is going to be there. Nobody else is going to have the guts to do it and I'm going to blow my career to shit. Yeah. So I, I can't really blame them for not wanting to come out. I mean, even Corey Feldman didn't come out for a long time on this, you know. So, yeah, we're out of time for this one, though. So we'll see you soon after no words from our non-sponsor. The company that we consume a lot of products from, but they refuse to give us any... Uh... Well, they don't really refuse. We haven't formally asked. I've asked every episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're... Pay us! Maybe they're Pay not us. watching. We're shilling your shit. Pay us! <laughs> eh, whatever. Oh, yeah. See you soon. Stay tuned. And we're back again. Our voices sliding through those glass tubes called the interwebs that bring it on down to you. Technology. Oh, yeah. Speaking of technology, how would you feel about not having to interact with uh, a female at all People? in a sexual <laughs> oh, manner? Uh, <laughs> uh, say, instead, if you're one of these types of people that likes to go to a brothel and partake in that sort of activity, how would you feel about uh, getting to choose from... A, select, a wide selection of uh, sex robots. But, well, that is going to be a possibility by the year 2019 at the Bunny Ranch Brothel in, the, in Nevada. Hmm. Yeah, the world-famous Bunny Ranch Brothel in Nevada says that customers can look forward to sex robots as part of their menu of offerings by the year 2019. Uh, your thoughts on... Uh, Sex robots becoming a reality at the old, uh... Yeah, you know... Slap and tickle. I can see the appeal of it because, I I mean, several companies in Japan are making some really good lifelike robots. And I can see the appeal in it for a prostitute in that if you want to act out a fantasy... When you're doing it with a real live woman, you've always got that in the back of your mind. She's just playing a role. And and sometimes that makes it difficult for you to really get that into it. Because it's not the same as your fantasy. But with a robot, she can be programmed to be that fantasy for you. And she can be everything you want in that fantasy, even if that fantasy includes some sort of pain, torture, whatever. (laughs) You can actually do that to her because you're not hurting a person. So I can see the appeal of it in that way. It almost almost makes me uh, think of that Westworld uh, TV series. I don't think you've seen it. No. Uh, The the Westworld uh, series is kind of like... 
you know, they, they, they built all these robots almost like a Disneyland, except it's the wild, wild west. Oh, yeah, you yeah. told me about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they had, like, uh, brothels so guys could go in and bang these prostitute robots. And... Yeah, and, and I can see the appeal of that. Like, even, even with, um, you know, guys that might want to fuck Sailor Moon, <laughs> you know? They can have a realistic-looking Sailor Moon robot programmed to be the same as Sailor Moon on the show, you know, and that would be more able to fulfill your fantasy than just having a real woman act it out. Well, no, because you know she's just acting. Well, then from another angle, how about this? The fact that now, you know, if you're the person running this brothel, you're not having to pay employees if you have sex robots... And two, for the sex workers themselves, well, now, if the sex workers are robots, there's no fear of the sex worker, you know, the human sex worker being abused. Yeah. Transmission of diseases. <clears throat> yeah, that's a big one right there. No yeah. transmission of sexual diseases. Yeah. However, the brothel owner is still going to have some something to pay. They may not be paying... The a real prostitute a wage they're not paying the robot prostitute well, but they are going to have to pay for upkeep and maintenance they're going to have to have on call tech support cleaning yeah yeah but uh, yeah I found it interesting and then I thought to myself wouldn't it be funny if the feminists got up in arms about that saying that jobs were being taken from women <laughs> you know because on the one hand they'll curse men for the fact that prostitution is a thing yeah but at the same time they defend these female sex workers and saying oh you know gotta look after them and their yeah. rights and now oh no you're taking jobs away yeah. from those women <laughs> you bastard men it's not enough yeah. for <laughs> Yeah, I could see that coming. Oh yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for it because it's just like with the the sex toy industry, like you know, with these sex toys and robots they're coming up with for men. I'm hearing already about feminists freaking out, and yet they've got fuck machines and dildos. Oh yeah, and fiber. yeah. But oh, heaven forbid, men have options and yeah. toys. because that you know what that means? They lose the power. That's right. Yeah. Hey. Now, all of a sudden, hey, we don't need you. We got our own thing. Hey, yeah. Now we could just. Now the yeah. tables are turned because they've been able to say for years, I don't need you. I've got my own thing. I got 20 different fucking vibrators. Yeah. I can have, I can fantasize about having sex with 20 different guys. It's like that movie, uh, Ex Machina, there, you know, that the. You yeah, know, it's gonna be be that kind of kind of future, except hopefully the robots don't fucking kill us like they did in that <laughs> yeah. movie, but. Uh, yeah. But it's going to be that kind of lifelike experience. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, personally, I'm all for it because uh, here's the other thing. Just a thought. If you're a married person and you hook up with a, whether you're male or female, say you hook up with one of these sex robots, is that grounds for uh, divorce from infidelity? Well, well I don't know about grounds for divorce, but... I would say that it is infidelity still because it's no different really than uh, going online and, and uh, chatting with somebody online and jerking off, you know, basically it's not, it's not the sex uh, to me anyway, you don't need to have sex to cheat. You need to be hiding something from me 
and doing something with somebody else that you're not telling me about. So if you go to Nevada and do that and hide it from your significant other, then that is cheating. Yeah, but you're, 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 you're not being honest. Okay, but my and that's what infidelity actually really means. Infidelity is is uh, not a sexual term; it's a general term, and it's basically not being honest. Okay, not well, just just playing not dead, being true. Just playing devil's advocate. How is it any different fucking this robot than it would be you know, fucking the curtains or fucking a pillow? Or, you know what I mean? Well, it's an it, inanimate object. But actually, that is that is my point because yeah. it's not the fucking that's the problem. It's that you're hiding it from the your secrecy. significant other. Okay. Yeah. All right. Doesn't well, matter if you're fucking the curtains. You're still, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're still hiding something from your significant other. What a, what a visual! Eh? <laughs> anyway, folks, year 2019. That's what you got to look forward to at the Bunny Ranch. So the replicants are coming. Replicants are coming. Terminator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's going to be a few guys getting their dicks accidentally lopped off by some <laughs> furious uh, robot there. Uh, oh, we turned the gears up too too high. There. Yeah. Too much tension. So let us know what you think about that, and we'll see you soon. Stay tuned. And here we are, once again, continuing the shit show that is the Humble Hosers Podcast. With me, Canadian Info Warrior Deathstream McLean, and the Savage Stir himself, Mr. Sterling Ross. Woo! Wait a minute, we need Kermit the Frog here. Is Mr. Sterling Ross, our special guest tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Alice Cooper. Anyway, we can't do too much of that or we'll get sued for the song. Yeah, let's not push our luck here. <laughs> YouTube's hating us already for talking yeah. shit about them. All right. It's time to put on makeup. It's time to light the lights. Let's get, let's get semi-serious get started here. on the Humble Hosers podcast that doesn't rhyme, I know. We'll get Scooter to rewrite it. California wildfires. Woo! Dozens dead, 500 missing or unaccounted for. They're starting to get a few of them under control, though, finally. Finally. Yeah. With this rash of heat waves, drought, fires, is California past the tipping point in climate change? Your thoughts, Mr. McLean? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's, that's that segment. Uh, that's my in-depth thoughts on uh, the matter. <laughs> but just, did you see the level of destruction and, uh, like, whole... Oh, yeah, like, whole communities with the the aerial photography. I saw one before and after. I can't remember which city it was, but this before and after, it was, like, there must have been 10 or 20 city blocks of houses, and they were just raised by the fire. Yeah. Just nothing left. You could see the plots. You yeah. could see the foundations of Just the houses, ash. and that was it. Yeah, yeah. dust, ash, and rubble. Yeah, and not uh, Barney. And even cars, like you, you they, not like, Bruce Campbell. Cars burned. Real the ash. fucking nothing left but the fucking wheel wells and axles. Like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, California. They gotta figure out some kind of uh, irrigation. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> gotta figure out some kind of irrigation. You know, get the get the water pumped in there to 
you know, some kind of advanced sprinkling system. I don't know. They gotta they gotta create some artificial reservoirs. They gotta do something because it's uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they've they've got an ocean right there at their disposal. They don't need to have drinkable water to do that. You yeah. Know? Might well, I don't know because I don't know what effect salt water would have on the uh, agriculture, on the there. agriculture in the area, and, and especially on the forestry in the area. Because you know already, because you would think it would be a great idea to just suck the water from the ocean and, and wet down those trees, wet down the ground and everything. But what effect would the salt water have on them? I don't know. And they were freaking out because the fire was getting awfully close to Napa Valley, which is. Prime, yeah, that's wine country. Prime grapes there. The wine uh, industry would have... Yeah, wine's not the cheapest uh, as it is. And you imagine how much the price of wine would skyrocket if oh, yeah. if the crops were freaking you know, decimated to a large extent. Drink Ontario wine. Yeah. It's good wine, good wineries, and we don't have these massive forest fires that are going to come and wipe it out. Ontario wine, folks, it's good stuff. Dan Aykroyd owns a winery here. Wayne Gretzky owns a winery here. It's got to be good shit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not Wayne's. I don't know. I haven't tried it, but I don't think Wayne is really... I, I don't think Wayne is really much of a, a, a vintner. I think he just bought it for something to have. Maybe even a tax write-off. I don't know. But Dan Aykroyd knows his wines, especially house wines. Dan doesn't go for... You know, Dan's not one of those guys that'll say, give me the 1822 Chardonnay, you know. Dan will go into a restaurant and say, give me your house wine. Mm. You know, and, and he knows his house wines, and that's why he bought the, the, the winery that he bought, the vineyard. You know what I'm, I'm confused about is this loss of life being, the, the, like, you have to figure a few people would get caught in it, but the, the sheer numbers, because... I don't recall, like, when we had the big Alberta-Fort McMurray fire, that whole community, you know, t- you know they, they cleared right out of there. Was there even yeah. a handful of casualties in Fort Mac? You, you know what? One of the things I saw with uh, California communities, though, as to why the numbers were so high, is that a lot of people stayed because they couldn't get their animals out. And apparently there is a a big need for a means to evacuate farm animals when something like that happens. Because, I mean, you think about it, right? You've got horses, you've got cows, you've got stuff like that. You don't want to lose all of that, your livelihood, on top of probably losing your home. At least you've still got your livelihood. You know you can rebuild. But you lose your whole you know, your your whole flock of whatever animals you've got, you're screwed. You know, you're bankrupt and you're looking for something else when, when it all starts over. You've got nothing to uh, clean up the ashes with. It just boggles the mind, uh, you know, so many millions that flock to California, you know, and it's it's so overpopulated and so congested and... and it's hot as fuck over there. Yeah. You know, they're not getting enough rain on average. Oh, yeah. And, and it's just this big tinderbox just waiting yeah. to go off. And when it does go off, like, and a lot of them, a lot of these casualties are living up in the California hills, Beverly Hills, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, so obviously those winding roads on those winding hills, it's yeah. hard to, hard to make a, a clean getaway. Uh, yeah. 
kind of hard to evacuate when Mulholland is your only way out. I've got to cut through this gated community. Of Mulholland gets packed, and you, you know <laughs> you're you're not racing around people because you're going to go over the fucking cliff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Like I've I've never understood. Like I I, I like the beach. I you know you see the typical postcards and advertisements are like oh yeah nice beaches and blah 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 but these over congested cities there and it's so goddamn fucking hot like yeah. I like, like I can't handle 90 100 degree days yeah. on average yeah I wouldn't be able to live there it's you know it's one thing to have uh, and then it's not just forest fires you got earthquakes too earthquakes <laughs> you yeah. know like fuck the fuck out of California, people. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I, I would have to say myself that I think there, uh, you know, if, if there is a, such a thing as climate change, that they are definitely in that in that realm of being past the. Well, there, there, I, I don't think I don't think there's many people left in the world that are questioning whether or not climate change exists. I think the people that are still questioning are questioning whether or not we had anything to do with it and whether or not we can do anything to reverse it. Yeah. I think that's what the big question is for some people. Yeah, because some argue that this is a cyclical thing. Uh, I know there are a few that think it's not happening at all, but, you know, I think they're a... (laughs) Yeah, I think they're a very small minority. Yeah, I think most, for the most part, people understand it is happening, but we're not sure if we did it and if we can change it. So, yeah. that that's my thoughts on the, the whole climate change thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, get out of California. Get out of California. I don't care. <laughs> uh, you ain't going to, most of you aren't going to be movie stars. Give that's up on, right. Give up on that stupid dream. Yeah. Run, run, run far, far away. Yep. Get out of there before it's too late. And on that note, shut up over there. Hey, what's uh, what's your computer doing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> click, click out of that Pornhub site there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that midget porn? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's about it for that story. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll see you soon. Alrighty. One more time. Here he is going to come up with something else because, as you know by now, I do the technical work. He comes up with the stories, <coughs> and he does a shit ton of marketing too. So get over, follow him on Twitter. Follow it's, me at Savage Sterling. Yeah, Savage Sterling on Twitter. Don't bother following me because I never post anything. Um, follow Humble Hosers on Twitter. But basically all you're going to see there is updates of when every time I upload a video. He doesn't really do much posting on that one either. But it tells you every time I upload a video because I make sure to link it to Twitter when I do it. I'm a lazy bastard and it cuts into my masturbation time. So Yeah. And he can't be as savage on that channel as he is on his own. No. So. Believe me, I am a savage. Me, I just don't get Twitter. I just, <laughs> I, I have no interest in doing it. I just like talking shit on there and seeing how many people I can offend. (laughs) How about, uh, for something different, it's been a while since I've done this, how about our asshole of the week and our hoser of the week? Hey, there we go. Who have we got? Okay, well, let's start. Tell us what we've got, Bob. 
Okay, Vern. Uh, yeah. Tell her what she's won. Come A on. new dishwasher. Come on down. Well, asshole of the week. How about Nancy Atwell, age 66, a school teacher from Maine who has been arrested not once but twice in the past year for petty shoplifting. And what's the crazy part about this that makes her my asshole of the week? How about the fact that Ms. Atwell, who has a proclivity for shoplifting, happened to have won a global teaching award uh, not too long ago and was given a million dollar prize so okay wow. you you you've already been given a you've got a good career as a teacher you're an award-winning teacher you're a rich fucking teacher because they gave you a cash prize and yet you you're such a fucking greedy crazy cunt that you uh, shoplift and it wasn't enough to get arrested once but twice in the same says time. kleptomaniac to me yeah there's something woo-hoo. yeah yeah she's she's not right in the head that's for sure yeah so uh, yeah she gets my nod because I thought you got to be a fucking idiot if I win a million dollars I'm keeping squeaky clean because I don't want no one like, yeah. jeopardizing my cash and if I win a million dollars there's nothing I need to steal yeah <laughs> it's just just it was so retarded I had to give it to her. So she's the asshole of the week. How about for Hoser of the week? Oh, for those of you that are first-time viewers, uh, we consider Hosers to be a good thing. Uh, An honorable title in Canada to call you a Hoser yeah. kind of means you're one of us. Yeah. So our Hoser of the week type of thing. How about actress Rose McGowan? As she was one of the first to come forward and expose Harvey Weinstein for harassing her. She also got vocal about Twitter shutting down her account. This is what made, really made me uh, back her on this. Because Twitter shut down her account once she started coming out with stuff about Weinstein. Right. And Twitter fucking censored her. Well, you know, just like YouTube and Google, these big fucking corporations, you know, they're, maybe they got some financial vested interest tied in with these Hollywood types. So, yeah, they back up old Weinstein and they shut her up and censor her. But she won her appeal and she's been very forward about what happened to her. And she's now taken up the free speech and anti-censorship cause because of what happened to her on Twitter. And, Good for her. Uh, yeah. I thought, fucking A. Yeah. Uh, and then the fact that, uh, you know, she used to bang uh, Marilyn Manson and... Uh, yeah. yeah, that gives her a couple of points, too. A couple of points in my books. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, she's got a great, great arse on her. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> I loved her in that uh, Planet Terror movie there by uh, by Tarantino. But anyway, hmm. but she's going to, you know, but for this whole deal with the Weinstein and, you know, fighting Twitter about censoring her, uh, I give her her props. So she's my hoser of the week. Alrighty. Yeah. So there we are. We have an asshole of the week and a hoser of the week, which we haven't had for a few weeks. Yeah. How do you like them apples? Yeah. yeah. Dem's apples, man. But yeah, as far as that asshole of the week, like I can't believe that lady, like. Yeah. Well, like I say, that that screams kleptomaniac to me. Oh, it's just what's because it it just makes no sense for her to be doing it unless it is some sort of mental disorder. 
it kind of harkens. That she feels that compulsion to steal. Yeah, it kind of harkens back to uh, remember when Winona Ryder, the actress, you know, successful, rich, and she got busted for shoplifting in some yeah. store. Like, you know, you know, something ain't right upstairs when uh, shit like that happens. Like, yeah. That's a cry for help or something. But yeah. Anyway, that's my hoser and asshole of the week segment. Uh, Alrighty. Okay. And uh, I guess we'll see you soon. We're back. Let's get her done. Get her done. <laughs> get her done, get her done, get her done, done, done. <laughs> oh, you'll like this one. Uh, as, a, as a connoisseur like I am of pornography, uh, this, this, uh, this segment might have uh, a little something up your alley. Hustler Magazine publisher Larry Flint. Great free speech advocate and uh, friend friend to all uh, teenage boys with uh, very active... Uh, anyway, Larry Flint posted an ad in the Washington Post last week offering a $10 million award for information leading to the impeachment of Donald Trump. Now, how's that for ballsy? Yeah. Well, this isn't the first time Larry has thrown his hat and his money into the political <laughs> ring either. Oh, as soon as I heard that, like, like, and I wonder how much the Washington Post must have just, I wonder how much they charged him to put that ad in, and they must have just loved the whole yeah. idea, because they've been after Trump since he got in office. Oh, yeah. I think the first time Larry did anything like that, and I, I'd have to uh, look it up to be accurate, but... Just off the top of my head, I think it was when he was asking, he offered a million dollar reward for nude pictures of, I believe, then First Lady Jackie Onassis. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also, I don't think he offered a reward, but he did pay a reward for somebody who provided him with the uh, video showing that John DeLorean had been set up in his drug charges. Mm. <laughs> and uh, what was and then, of course, Larry actually did have a run for president at one time. I can't remember which uh, presidential election term that was, but it, was, it would have been back in either 70s or early 80s. But I think it was before Larry got shot, actually. I'm not positive on that, though. He might have been in the chair already, but I'm not positive. But I remember the Larry for President t-shirts that you could order through Hustler and support his campaign. Do you remember, too, he was sued by Jerry Falwell because mm -hmm. he had that whole cartoon of Jerry Falwell. And Falwell won, but then Larry appealed it, and he actually took his appeal all the way to the Supreme Court, and he won. <laughs> yeah, and that was the basis of that... Uh... Yeah, you know, the movie People versus uh, Larry Flint, uh, who, which starred Courtney Love, by the way. Yeah, and Courtney didn't have to act no. <laughs> because she was just as wrecked as Althea was. However, the funny thing is, Courtney was actually straight and sober throughout that entire movie. The uh, the director signal, signal from the Batcave. Yeah. <laughs> the the director, Milos Forman, insisted that Courtney, you know, he said, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance, but you got to stay straight. You can't be on drugs while you're doing this. And so it's actually amazing because 
the way she portrayed Althea on drugs is pretty much the way Courtney is on drugs, and yet she was straight through the whole thing. <laughs> How many people? And Woody you? said it was great working with her. He said she was really awesome. She was very professional. Yeah, he's never been one to shy away from controversy, Larry. And no. <laughs> and I just wonder, like, how many people... And Larry gonna... actually said she portrayed Althea perfectly. I wonder how many people are going to take Larry Flint up on this offer and come forward with, with whatever bullshit story to, to try and uh, get it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a shit There'll show. There'll be a lot of those, for sure. Okay. I'll, I'll... Larry will probably have a staff of three or four people just sorting through all of that Hotel shit. Hotel cleaners and stewardesses, yeah. waitresses. <laughs> he groped me! <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, but uh, give, give him full marks there for having having some balls there. That's a If nothing else, it's a great marketing tool, because... Really, Hustler Magazine, you haven't heard too much in recent years. No, he hasn't done anything controversial for a while So it's now. kind of good marketing and advertising. Yeah. You get, get the pervs back on the Hustler train. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing another uh, another ad about somebody like the, the Campari ad with Jerry Falwell. That was good. <laughs> but Larry had a real hate on for Jerry Falwell personally, too, eh? because... Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, because Falwell was very pompous. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was a, a very respected but very pompous religious leader. And uh, Larry doesn't have much fondness for people like that. He uh, really doesn't have any fondness for religion. He says that uh, religious experiences are a mental disorder. And uh, he felt that, you know, he had that little snap himself when he was kind of, as he feels, fooled into it by... Uh, After he was shot, wasn't it? He got no, it, it was before, before. he shot. Uh, before he was shot, when he was still walking, he had become friends with um, then-President Jimmy Carter's sister. Yeah. And she had gotten him into Christianity, and he got baptized in a river and everything. And, and then I think it was basically when he got shot that made him say to hell with this there is no god you know? it's all bullshit man. yeah <laughs> and, and then looking back on his experience with her he realized that he almost felt like he was high when he was doing it it was almost like a trance type of thing and that's where he gets his opinion that it's a mental disorder or not not really a disorder but just something you know something happens in your brain and you misinterpret it and people think that it's the the hand of God touching them, and you know. <laughs> the, only, the only thing, uh, the only thing you want, most people want their hands touching. I, I won't even go there. <laughs> uh, there was actually one uh, really good scene in uh, that movie where Larry is talking to Althea, and he says to her, "I I had an epiphany," <laughs> and Althea looks at him and says, "Who taught you that word?" <laughs> that word's too big for a guy. <laughs> but yeah, Larry. Well, good luck with that because uh, I'd like to see that fucking peach-faced, fucking <laughs> rat-head-wearing motherfucker impeached too. So let's do it. Well, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people coming forward looking for that $10 million. So. Oh, yeah. 
If nothing else, it's a great publicity stunt. That's yeah. for sure. Great marketing. Oh yeah. Even if he never has to pay out the ten million because nobody ever brings him anything, it's, yeah. it's a good publicity stunt. It'll be good marketing for Hustler. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you think about that and uh, your views on uh, Larry and uh, well, Trump, for that matter. Not that we care. And Larry, if you want to sponsor us, we'll take it. Well, hey, I'll, 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 I'll hold up a, a monthly issue of Hustler Magazine if you're sponsoring us, man. And I promise <laughs> not to, to soil the pages of the magazine until after we've <laughs> held it up. And, uh, <laughs> I can't open it! What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, on that note, rest in peace, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> And we'll see you soon. I salute you, sir. Alrighty. We're back. One more kick it again. Hopefully you uh, went over there or there somewhere and pledged a dollar a month and that's how you're watching this. Maybe. Or maybe this is one of the free ones on YouTube that we're trying to reel you in over there with. I don't know. We'll see when it comes to editing. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. What you got for us, Big Daddy Savage Stir? Well, uh, you and I, uh, we've discussed in the, you know, in the past, the thing about me and Destry, uh, we have similar tastes uh, when it comes to a lot of music and films. We've always always gotten along on, on stuff like that, and I, I'm sure you'll find this interesting, Destry, that uh, there's a new film coming out called The Irishman, and a couple of our favorite actors are going to be reunited. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro together again in the mobster flick The Irishman, directed by Martin Scorsese. Mm. How pumped are you to see this epic production? Marty and Al and and Bob all together again? You think about the classics these guys have been in. Yeah. I mean, and, and whether together or separately, but just when I when I think I think of them as one and one A when it comes to my top actors. Yeah, like these guys, it's just yeah. You know, the only thing that would make that combination better would be to throw Joe Pesci in the mix. Yeah, you know, yeah, like a, like a Goodfellas uh, type of thing. Like <laughs> yeah, and this will probably have have some semblance to that. I haven't seen the trailers yet for it, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it may have a semblance to it, but it'll probably stand on its own very well. There's been a because lot of, Marty is not known for rehashing. No, and you think of Scorsese, there's Mean Streets, Taxi Driver, uh, Casino, uh, Heat, I mean, yeah. like, whatever, like whatever, like just the epic after epic after epic. Yeah, and uh, you know, and De Niro. Fuck, uh, he, he, he's just the ace of spades in my my book as far as actors. Ace actual. of spades. The ace of spades. <laughs> but also my favorite genre of film, you know, like outside of a uh, good horror flick, is these the, gangster, the gangster monsters. Especially the, the, the true life stuff, like yeah. Goodfellas and The Godfather. Well, The Godfather was mostly made up, but it was based, based on the on. idea of the mafia. But Goodfellas was all based on true events and true people, and Casino was as well. And yeah, like these yeah, are, I love stuff like that. Just great, great movies. 
Gotti, there was another one. I don't know who directed Gotti, though. And I don't know if Pacino. Marty had anything to do with that one, but... Well, him and Pacino together, like, fucking... I, that's like having, like, uh, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles on stage at the same yeah. time in their prime jamming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's that epic to me having, yeah. you know, because when I think of when I think of Pacino, I think of like Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, I think of uh, Scarface. Yeah, uh, uh, Carlito's Way. Oh I mean, yeah, he's been he's been in some great films, uh, but there haven't been many with him and Bob together. Like even Godfather, you know, Bob was in that one. Al was in it, but. They weren't in any scenes together, you know? There was that movie, Because Heat. Bob played the younger, the father when he was younger, and then Al was the son, and by that point, the older, grow, you know, growing old, dying father was being played by Marlon Brando. And There was that movie, Heat, but uh, about the bank yeah. robbery, but that one, it had such an all-star cast that it was almost overshadowed. You had guys like yeah. Val Kilmer in there, a bunch of other... High uh, high end actors, so yeah, they were just a couple of pieces in that movie. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be gonna be wicked. Uh, I expect nothing but good stuff out of Scorsese and oh yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. And, and with Al and Bob, yeah, I expect nothing but good. You know, with those three, like that's just amazing combination. Yeah. Like I say, the only thing that would make it better would be to throw. Joe Pesci in there too, you know. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I guess well, my top five movie list uh, in that genre: well, Scarface, Godfather. Um, Won't be another one that I put in that category. Reservoir Dogs, to a lesser extent. Uh, not not yeah. so much, that was more of a heist movie, but uh, uh, let's see, what's another good Casino for casino. sure. Casino. Yeah, like that, you just can't go wrong with good fellas. Good fellas. What do you think, folks? What do you are, are you as pumped as we are about this uh, new movie coming out? Then? Yeah, I think that's going to be a pretty good movie. And uh, what you think? Tell us what you think. And, we want to know. And if you have an advanced copy, uh, you know, look us up and uh, you know, hit me up on Twitter and. Get the particulars. I wouldn't mind seeing an advanced copy of it yeah. that's available. <laughs> the Irishman, starring uh, Pacino and De Niro, directed by Martin Scorsese. Look for yeah, it. That'll be a theater. good one. Coming to you. We we don't know anything official, so we can only say look for it in theaters. We don't know when. We don't have Al or Bob sitting here with us. Marty in the kitchen making drinks. You know nothing like that. So. We wish. God, oh. we wish. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 quick. <coughs> we, got, we got a couple minutes. Oh yeah. Okay. How about uh, just a little side sidebar here, a little off topic. I I did uh, get to see that new Blade Runner twenty. Oh yes, twenty forty nine. And uh, he was disappointed. Yeah. Uh, T.J. Kirk gives it a. High rating. He really liked it. The Savage one, however, not so much. No, it's barely passable. The uh, he says the CGI wasn't really good. Terrible CGI. Terrible CGI. They were trying too hard to uh, blow you away with these effects. 
when you watch the original Blade Runner, you know, that the sets and everything, like, it, it was all, like, models and miniatures yeah. and, and lighting tricks. It wasn't so much CGI. And, yeah. And you were really bothered, too, by the fact that it was pretty much all chauvinist white male cast and the female was cast as a subservient and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, that wasn't Sterling. That was Anita Sarkeesian. Sorry. That friggin' cunt Anita Sarkeesian. Uh, even in this movie, she finds a way to fucking find her little goofy theories of uh, the patriarchy and... Yeah. Uh, Oh, I just want to well, shoot her. At one point in uh, T.J. Kirk's video, uh, his show Triggered, he mentions, and I, and I can't remember what it was, but he said that Anita complained about a certain thing being this certain way, and he was like, yeah, it was supposed to be. That was the whole point, you know? I mean, that's like, it, it would be like saying... In Django Unchained, I didn't like the fact that black people were shown as slaves. <laughs> well, they were back then. That was the whole point of the movie. You know? Or like the controversy about the World War II movie Dunkirk. Oh, there's not enough racial diversity. It's in fucking France. Yeah. And, uh, in Europe, like... Uh, yeah. It was mostly white European, uh, you know, Germans versus the, the Allied forces. Yeah. How many uh, Nigerians or Muslims do you think are going to be in there? <laughs> it's it's a historical timepiece of uh, yeah. actual events. Like. That's right. Which, I mean, Blade Runner wasn't no. anything like that. But... You know, whatever whatever it was she was complaining about, that was the point of it. That was what you were supposed to see in it. That was the message. See, like, that's where her and I go, because while we may have both been disappointed in Blade Runner 2049, it was for... Oh, no, she wasn't disappointed. She was offended. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole different thing with me, whereas I, I felt like the movie just didn't stick to... You know the the original look and feel. Yeah, the atmosphere. The, yeah. You know they're trying too hard to wow the audience with newer effects. Newer and, effects, yeah. and they weren't done well. At yeah. least in my opinion, I thought the acting was okay, and I liked some of the storyline. Like some of the, I don't want to give any spoiler alerts out there. I want. I don't want to spoil it for yeah, you. Yeah, he already walked me through the entire fucking three-hour movie, scene by scene. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it was only an hour 49 or whatever. But anyway, uh, basically, uh, yeah, the the way the, the story played out, I thought, was kind of neat. Just the way it was filmed and the, the graphics, the CGI, what have you, was, was poor. Yeah. So I wouldn't say I hated it, but, yeah, you know, out of 10, I'd give it a 5. And we're out of time, so yeah. if you've seen it, get down there and tell us what you think. And on that note, we'll see you soon. And we're back. He's flipping through his phone. All right. Now he's paying attention to you. Did you know that every YouTuber, once you get past five, only five subs, YouTube gives us the tools to see you while you're watching us. Bet you didn't know that. So Carl over there in Michigan... 
I see what you just did. Put it away. Tanya. None of that shit. Tanya, put down that fucking chocolate bar. You don't need that. Look at you, you cow. <laughs> Jesus. You know, there's going to be, I mean, we don't have very many followers or viewers, but uh, there's going to be probably one schizophrenic out there who thinks that this is true and he's going to be hiding in a corner. So mm. we're kidding. It's not real. We don't have that yeah, power. Don't freak out. You don't have Carl, to... relax. You don't have to go to your safe space or whatever, <laughs> you fucking cuck. Anyway. <laughs> Getting back to business. Uh, one of my favorite people to shit on. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, or as I call him, Trudeau the retard, recently tweeted that he would rather have a nuke be dropped on Toronto than have to drop one on any other country. Your thoughts? I see where he's going with that because Canada is not the type of country that does that. We don't do that. We don't want to be pushed to the, the point of doing that. I mean, the way he said it, he, he probably shouldn't have said what he said. But I, I get where he was going with it. He would rather have just about anything bad happen to us rather than us have to do it to somebody else. I, I get that. I it's like, you know, it, it, it's like somebody, it would be like you, you know, I mean, you would never say this. But it would be like you when you were bouncing saying, I would rather let some guy haul off and crack me one across the face than have to hit him myself. Yeah, you're right. I would you would that. never say that. But it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah. You're not wishing for somebody Here, to punch me, you. Let me turn my cheek yeah. so you can hit me. You're not actually calling for somebody to punch mm. you, but you're saying, I, I don't want to ever have to hit them. You know? It's probably a good reason why I, I, I had, had a few uh, incidents during my bouncing career because... Uh, you know, all it took sometimes was for someone calling me a fat fuck or something. Yeah. I'm not fat, I'm big bone. You notice how he didn't say I'd rather have a nuke drop on Ottawa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Fuck Toronto. Yeah. Okay, I'm in Ottawa. Don't drop a nuke. Uh, but no, uh, the problem I have with I'd it is... I'd rather see somebody drop a nuke in the Alberta oil fields yeah. than have to do it to them. But, you know, my problem with this whole deal is that he, he is such a cuck and such a pussy, and this is, to me, this shows shows it right there. And it shows, like, he would rather, you know, be the biggest wimp in the world and let someone stick it to us than have to fucking yeah. fight somebody. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and just saying that... He would rather have a nuke fall on Toronto on Canadian soil <laughs> than to have to shoot one at somebody else. And it just ang angers me. Like, what if there's another Hitler or another extreme where yeah. the only way you're like, right, look at right now with North Korea. So if North. Maybe he's finally backing down a bit, though. Yeah, but just imagine if North Korea took a, took a dislike to Canada and said, uh, it's either us or you. And we're going to drop a nuke if you don't do anything about it. So what's Trudeau now saying? 
Oh, hey, hey, let me take care of that for you. Let me just drop one on old Toronto there. Yeah. Don't worry about it, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, obviously that wouldn't have, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? This guy comes off as such a wet blanket. Yeah. Such a, he's such a, this is the same guy who say, oh, I'm a liberal. No, you're a communist. Everyone you worship's a fucking communist. Yeah. See, and and that's the thing, you know, like I say, I understand where he was coming from with that, but that don't mean I agree with him. No. You know, I mean, if it comes right down to it, obviously, you know, I'm a Canadian who is proud of the fact that we don't do that to other countries. But if it came right down to it where our only option remaining, there was no way to do a surgical strike, there's no way to go in and assassinate Kim Jong-un or anything like that, if our only option was to drop a nuke on them, I say do it. You know, if that's the only option remaining and if we don't do it, they're going to be dropping nukes on us, then yeah, we got to do it first. You know? Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, that's only... I'm in favor of a preemptive strike when we have absolute proof that there is no avoidance of the outcome if we don't do it. You know, this bullshit of, well, he's uh, fourth cousin 32 times removed from Osama bin Laden and we should take him out before he attacks the country, before he even thinks about attacking the country. (laughs) You know, like, no, that's not a preemptive strike. I, that that's a really really pre 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 preemptive strike, you know. But you got the guy suited up, strapped on. He's got the bomb on his chest, and he's about to run into the middle of Toronto. And you got a sniper ready. Take him. Hmm. Oh, his camera died. <laughs> wow. You're gonna. Battery have- said it had a little more time left than that, but. That's okay. That's we'll, okay. You finish up. You take it home, man. <laughs> you can do it. I'm going to go take a shit. You go ahead You go ahead and wrap this up. No, you're not. You're going to sit okay, there because okay. we still got you on audio. Okay. Well. <laughs> I'll just put a pretty little logo. I, put, well, I really do got to take a shit, but I guess I'll... <coughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but yeah, that's... Uh, you know, I, I'm in favor of a preemptive strike like that. You know, like I say, the guy's... Suiting up the vest, he's got the bomb all strapped in and everything. He's about to run into the middle of Toronto, and you got a sniper handy. Take him out, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, going, you know, some of the preemptive strikes or what they've called preemptive strikes that the U.S. has done, I'm definitely not in favor of. There, that's like thought police, basically, you know. But yeah, if if it came right down to it, and then that was the only option, and he's about to drop a nuke on us, if we don't drop one on him right now, fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, it would, would, you know, if I could really clarify my stance, do like when I read him say a tweet like that, it it makes me think like it'd be almost like me saying, "Oh, I would rather kill my own child yeah. than kill somebody else." Like, yeah, you know, like oh, I'd rather have my own. Canadian citizens be nuked than, yeah. than fight somebody else. Exactly. And, like, no, I, I would not rather kill my own child, but uh, I would rather not have to kill anybody else. But if yeah. it came right down to it, you know, them or me or my child or something like that, fucking A, they're dead. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this was just foot and mouth disease on his Twitter, <laughs> but uh, I suspect not because everything about him has shown him to be oh, yeah, just exactly. a moron. Yeah. 
So I guess that's about it for this one. We'll wrap it up here, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Humble Hosers Podcast. Don't forget to check out all our links. Go over there, shoot some money at us, all that shit. Yeah. See you soon. Bye! (laughs) And that'll wrap it up for our weekly blogspotradio.com podcast as well so for all of you listening on the audio podcast hosts on iTunes or wherever you are we'll see you soon as well or we won't see you but you'll hear us soon how's that? yeah they'll hear us soon so the humble hosers signing off good night goodbye can I go to the bathroom now? okay okay bye (laughs)